0: Michelle Constant on SAFM. It's 8.22. You are with the JSB on a Saturday. And uh, I just want to celebrate Ntabi Singh and also Lyle, who are like doing... Like five people's work with two people, and I want to say thank you so much to the two of them because uh, they do it with such grace, even on a Saturday morning, which means you have to get up at half past four or five o'clock in the morning, and it's just really quite tough on a Saturday and on a Sunday. It's eight twenty-three, 23, and we're going to our grocery basket. So there's a story of how we should be seeing supermarkets slash the price of 10 food products by a fifth. Can they actually keep a a basic basket of food affordable? Is it possible for them to do it? What is the impact of ESCOM on us? How do we take this further in a positive way? Well, David Harrison is the head of the DG Murray Trust. David, uh, thank you so much for joining us. I'm a big fan of yours, and I always uh, enjoy what you have to say. So thanks
1: a lot. Thanks, Michelle. It's great to be on your program.
0: David. When we look at a food basket and we know what the costs uh, are with regards to that, the rising cost is dramatic. And um, I I forget the name of the the Peter Maritzberg company, that uh, organization that looks at the price of a basket. What are the food products that are staple and, as you say, should be really held back and slashed in terms of prices?
1: Well, when Grow Great, which is a zero-stunting campaign supported by the DG Moritz, has put together this list of 10 best buys, yeah. um, they were trying to put together a list of very basic um, uh, uh, products that would be in the hands of people that would be largely durable goods, um, So, so uh, uh, in, in the sense that they were, they're dry goods, they're not fresh foods. Um, but, um, uh, but in fact we had to include a couple of fresh foods. So, so the list is this. Eggs, because we know that eggs are so important for brain development in early children, uh, in, in early years of life. Um, uh, sugar beans, pulchards, full cream milk powder, again so that it can be stored, soya peanut butter, rice, soup mix, and amasi, sour milk.
0: So you've made this decision on these 10 foods based on what they offer us in terms of nutrition. And it sounds, I mean, I hear the peanut butter, I hear the list of all these things. Have you also made that list in relation to what can be stored and saved over a period of time? And I'm thinking, um, we were talking about this off-air earlier, about the issue of um, power going out, power coming on, power going out, and the impact that does have on our foods.
1: Yes, that's that's right. That's absolutely right. And so, while we uh, while we absolutely uh, want our children to have fresh fruits and, and vegetables, um, we know that at the moment, um, uh, you know, the, 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 the vegetables are perishing very quickly, and in informal settlements particularly, um, those places act as food deserts. You simply don't get fresh food in place. So, so this is not the ideal. Uh, this is not the ideal list under the best optimal circumstances, but um, yeah. this is the best you can do to protect our children's brains um, so that they can grow enough to be able to participate in the economy.
0: You talk about protecting our children's brains, and um, you, know, you talk about Grow Great as the... Um Team that pulled together this list as well. Earlier on, we were talking um, with Tikkun about how we look at uh, early childhood development and the impact it can have in the value chain of a child. If you want to look at it like that, it's critical, isn't
1: it? Well, well yes, and, and uh, I caught the end of the interview, but, but it's absolutely dead right. And, and it's time that, that this country took it seriously. That, that you know, as, as you remarked. Uh, the the you know if you want to trace our, our our country's economic development you have to go right back to the source of human capital you have to you have to go right back to to children and to whether they're getting the food for their brains now you know I was listening to uh, Prof Harun Borat yes. who's uh, professor of economics from the Development Policy Research Unit and he was saying South Africa has grown by less than one percent in real terms per year over the last 40 years. Um, our stunting rates in South Africa have not changed over the last 40 years. We know, we know, and the World Bank and others say that that stunting is one of the strongest predictors of economic productivity in the country. Why? Because it wipes off the ability of children to actually learn and to be able to participate in a skilled, in a skilled economy. So, so, I mean, the stakes are so high, and we keep fumbling around looking for solutions uh, in the economy, without without tracking back to the source of the pipeline and saying what's going wrong there.
0: Yeah, I mean it's funny that yeah, here we are—we're talking about the value chain, the pipeline, the human capital—and you, um, and actually, if one takes that kind of lens on it, that your your business proposition fails from from the beginning of the business plan, so to speak, which is childhood.
1: Yes, exactly. Yes, exactly. And and I think that the two issues here one. Is that you know, despite the national development plan putting children right at the centre, despite the Mandela administration saying you know children are sort of the, are it's the source of development. That's where we need to start. Over the last 20 years, we've lost we, we we've simply lost our way in South Africa. We've forgotten that in fact, if you're going to if you're going to transform a country, you have to start breaking those cycles of inequality that. That, that stun children and lead to their exclusion. So, so so there's a whole political angle, we've got to get back to that. But it can't simply be government. Uh, and this is yeah, the point exactly. that, that I was trying to make in that article, is, is, is that is that we have an economy that is, that is still skewed towards its apartheid past. We still have a, a very, very concentrated economy, uh, relatively few manufacturers, relatively few retailers who hold huge power, huge price-making power who derive considerable profits even from uh, the social security system in South Africa. And what I'm arguing is they mustn't wait now for government to tell them what to do. Let them step up to the plate and say, we will, we will waive our markups on these 10 best buys. Okay, you can cap it so that there's not abuse. Mm. But, but challenge government and say, if we do that, government, you come in and, and double it. You, you match what we're prepared to do. And if we can do that, I mean, we estimate that we could probably reduce the cost of those 10 best buys by about 40% and at least provide some level of protection um, to uh, to children in South Africa. And we know that at least uh, 25% of not getting enough food every day.
0: So if we had to take this model, um, you know, and, and it requires like um, real buy-in from the private sector, but it also requires buy-in from the public sector as well. And we had to say, okay, the retailers are going to waive their markups, as you have said. Business will waive their markup in terms of those 10 products. Then we say government comes on board and they buy in as well. So it's like if you put in or take out this, we'll put in or take out that. What do you think the impact could be? Like blue sky it.
1: Well, I mean, let's let's look at the challenge we have at the moment. So, 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 statistics South Africa, and it hasn't been updated uh, since last year. So I'm just going to round off the numbers. But, yeah. but basically, uh, basically, for a person to survive, um, just from a point of view of food, you need 700 rand a month. Um, but when you add, you know, things like transport and nappies and clothing, etc., mm. to survive, you need a thousand grand per person a year. I mean, per month. For yeah. I mean, that's three. That's, that's, that's three packets for New Year's um, for for the, for the month. Um, but the childcare grant is only five hundred. Mm. And, and and we know that some people get peace jobs, but because I mean, we know that because a quarter of our children are stunted, we know that at least a quarter are not are, are, are not getting sufficient food. So, so so, this here can at least provide a, 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 you know, a, a safety net a, that, that if we can really make this something that South Africa gets behind, as you say, government, private sector, civil society, and the general public, and say, hey, let's together protect our children. Let's find a way of just providing a basic basket that can help to fill a gap between the 500 that the child care grants and the 1,000 that they need a month to survive.
0: David, in closing, um, you know, I'm I'm trying to imagine going back to this idea of children at the centre. And if we consider that um, our, our, the development of our children and our young children, early childhood, is that binding constraint. What it requires then is for this entire country, for all adults to say, you know what, we are putting the children first. And no matter what, we will put those children first. And we will step back in order to make sure that they are at the centre. Do you believe we have that in us?
1: Uh, yes, but, but I, it's not only a moral. It's not only a moral imperative because I think we've appealed for twenty years. We've I think we've appealed to the conscience of of the nation and the politicians to take it seriously. And 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 that's why that's that's why what we're trying to do now is make explicit. The links between the economy and uh, and the future of this country, because it seems to me that that sort of hard nosed approach uh, is the is the only way that we can get industry and uh, and hopefully government as well to listen.
0: What's the next step?
1: Well, we've got to continue to mobilise. It's, oh. it's really interesting to me how strong the. Uh, Responses be to this particular article. Yeah. Um, we will pull together a nutrition coalition and and, and begin to engage with uh, uh, and, and begin to engage with industry. As I said, we want this driven by industry, not by government. Um, we understand the difficulties of of them all getting around the table, and we'll have to talk to the competition commission as well. Um, but uh, surely. Uh, surely certainly the Competition Commission will uh, allow industry to get together in the best interests of the children of this country.
0: David, however we can help you here at uh, the Jet at Breakfast, uh, we are on board and we will certainly promote it in every possible way that we can. So please do keep us in the loop.
1: Thank you so much, Michelle. Thanks very
0: much. David Harrison, head of the DG Murray Trust, writing a very interesting article on uh, Bikisa.org on why South African supermarkets should slash slash the price of 10 foods by a fifth. And uh, you've heard quite clearly why it is so critical.